transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. So I think we're recording. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, I believe this is another episode. <laughs> I stop saying that. I know it is. It's, <laughs> I, this is another episode of Matinee Edition. Uh, number 38, I believe. Or perhaps. Perhaps. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, getting close, man. We're getting close to 40. Like, yeah. Hey, 50 is the big one. 50 is the big one. I hope people give us, give us like, you know, nice gifts on the, for our 50th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh anyway so um you know quarantine edition we're still <laughs> anyway. we're still <laughs> we're still zooming and whatnot um man yeah uh, not like a lot of like movie moving like good movie only, news, only sad stuff only, sad only stuff. delays although although there is one like one positive that i've I recently found and I, that was like uh the drive the drive-ins are making a comeback a little sweet bit. A hell little yeah bit. I love. I think drive-ins are great. The drive-ins are so fucking fun. Like the, I, I understand that like there's like a hard, like a slim, pl- small little place for them in the modern market because everybody just wants to stream Netflix. But like there's like nah. going to the drive-ins like an experience, man. It's, yeah. it's all it's all about like the experience of it. And it's dude, fun to you go do. you go to a drive-in, you go and just hang out with your friends, chill out. Everybody shares some concessions. Boom. Th- listen listen to it on the speakers. You try to stay up late enough for the double feature. There's a place for all of it, dude. It, it's That's fantastic. This but is I, this goes back to the Scorsese thing from like when uh, Joker came out. No, it is so true though. There's it's a like, place for all streaming of it. should be streaming should be the place for the like artsy shit. You're still paying for it. It's yep. still getting some money put down. But then you got your blockbusters, which is a whole other experience to go and watch like an Avengers esque movie. Yep. And then you go to the drive-in for a fun, like communal date night, you know, the drive-in should, the drive-ins should really strive for that. Uh, the nostalgia market. They could be like the, they could be like where old, all the old movies get played, like the eighties movies, the nineties movies, you know, uh, oh, do, like, totally. you know, keep blockbusters in the theater uh, to make AMC happy. And- <laughs> let's, let, let, let's put that on a t-shirt. Keep blockbusters in the theater. <laughs> oh, matinee edition, matinee that's, edition. The second, that's the second piece of merch dude we need it uh i was talking to i was mariah I was, joking, I was joking around with my friend mojo jojo um yeah and uh she was mentioned you know about the whole hot dog thing yeah and, uh we we discovered that we should really make uh like a members only jacket that's just like, oh, a hot, yeah. like a hot dogs only jacket. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> just like, a, like an exclusive club for like real, real listeners. There you go. We every need, like, every we new listener need, like, we ship one right out. <laughs> we, know, we need three dedicated listeners right now. We'll give you, we'll give you members only jackets. Yeah. Start a poll. Start, start a fucking poll. <laughs> Do a raffle. Um, the, so, um, hey, if there's another good set of news, um, you mentioned to me before we recorded that Amazon Prime picked up a bunch of movies from what was oh, supposed yeah, to be premiering yeah. at South by Southwest. Yeah. Which 
I listened to something about that. And South by Southwest, for those that might not know, it's a huge convention for music, tech, and film. And a lot of independent filmmakers, it's like their first shot to get this stuff screened. And if it succeeds there, they get offered more screenings. Yeah, so it's actually a really big deal for independent filmmakers. Yeah, if they don't make it to South by, they could... They like realistically, they're not going to make any money from those films. So it's yeah. good that Amazon's at least putting them out there. Yeah. To put into perspective, uh, if I'm if I'm correct on this, uh, Kevin Smith's movie Clerks debuted at South by Southwest. Yeah. And it like that's that's what launched it into like, you know, uh, the bigger stratosphere, and that's what yeah. made it basically gave him a career eventually. And so, you know, that's what I mean. Like people really do like. Like these, like festivals, uh, like South by Southwest and other specific movie festivals, really fucking matter to like small <laughs> small filmmakers. Hey, Get Out premiered at South by, dude. Exactly, man. And like, and, like, and that that arguably Get Out arguably re like like sparked like sparked 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 sparked, <laughs> sparked, sparked like a, a renaissance in horror. Like, oh yeah. Like, like it was like all of a sudden like people were like oh my god horror movies can be can be good again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just Final Destination and Saw. My God, oh, God, dude! And that was it. Took us out of the Saw hole, dude. Like, like, dude, like the Saw Saw's, movies started Saw's coming off, back. Oh yeah, thanks to Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, actually. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, Samuel Jackson's in that shit. Yeah, both of both of them. Chris Rock is like is like responsible for that, like almost entirely. I remember hearing about Chris Rock, but I had no idea Samuel Jackson was in it. Yeah, yeah, he like he got he got Jackson involved in it. Apparently, Dude, they're both that, really big fans of the fucking. Saw. I, I'm confident that's gonna be like a parody movie of Saw. Oh my god, dude! I I hope I dude, I hope it's a Saws out of my motherfucking bathroom i hope it's a serious i hope they do a serious like good job with it because it'd just be really interesting i had no idea that chris rock had like would have i had no no i even thought chris chris rock would have been like interested in saw because like i'm not interested in saw anymore i I can't imagine like i I just like can't picture jigsaw movie that came out like three years ago i was so no one was fucking interested in that yeah i thought about getting stoned to laugh and to watch it to laugh at it once and then i was like nah i'm just gonna watch a rock movie <laughs> no yeah yeah exactly go watch painting go, go watch skyscraper <laughs> oh god did you ever watch skyscraper i did stoned and it was really bad <laughs> dude skyscraper and this brings up a whole other thing with film like we're if you can't tell americans <laughs> we are american <laughs> woo um whoa the uh like skyscraper was a huge international film wildly popular wildly critically acclaimed it just shows how like the digestibility of different films is so different in different nations oh yeah for sure i mean like it's just yeah it is it's, it's just like i don't know it's wild how like you really can't I don't know. Just because one like a movie, just because I like you laugh at a movie, does not mean that like the rest of the world did not take that movie seriously, dude. There's, um, <laughs> oh, it's like the fucking... Fast and the Furious movies, dude. Like that. I mean, that's I. I so it's so easy to digest. You know? They're so easy to digest, and there's like and tons of people around the globe like take those movies, dude. Like, Furious Seven, when Paul Walker died, it was like everybody went out to watch Fast and Furious. Yeah, like they were like they're like I'm gonna pay my tribute, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I remember going and watching that shit, and like three grown men around me crying at the end. Like, <laughs> he bought at the least. ticket and took the ride. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he'll fucking <laughs> at the end of it, 
when they're driving off and like the roads part. Yeah. There's a <laughs> Paul Walker's car goes into the sunset. Uh, tearing up, not and, because of the sad, because I'm <laughs> laughing so hard. But a dude, and like, I will say, it was a Love really, it. it was a really sweet goodbye, all things considered, for a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. It was very well done. But they took it like so serious. I mean, like, these dudes were like, man, it's getting me. It's getting me. <laughs> it's like, i mean you know i can't i guess no hate i can't hate on that's, somebody for uh you know really, hey, really that's coming from a dude though i watched um onward the other day oh yeah yeah How it's on that? it's on disney plus dude it's fucking good pixar's pixar still got it man yeah i've always dude, pixar's always been on it i i got i got choked up at the end of that movie nice it's a very it is a very like pixar-y ending and yeah it, it hits you right in the feels. Even if you, even if you're, even if you're one of those dudes, it's like, man, it's just like, like this. It's kids' movie. Kids' movie. Everybody said that about Up. Oh, I'm built Ford tough. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still have never seen Up. Uh, I got to be honest with you on that one. Up's a great movie, but the first ten minutes are the best part of Up. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I've just heard that movie is like really. I mean, I've heard it's it's really good, but I've all, yeah. I've heard it's also sad. Like, it's amazingly sad, but it's like it's got it walks that line of like the Pixar like melancholiness of everything, yeah. you know. Which is like what which is honestly one of the brilliant things of the, that 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 they've always brought to the table is yeah. that they've they've brought these like really uh, entertaining. They bring these they make these entertaining movies that that do pull at like certain emotions, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think very specifically, like they try to make movies well, geared like, towards certain emotions. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like we got the comical action and the funny quips to keep the kids engaged, but then the dialogue and the characters are smart enough that the adults in the environment can still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that, that is especially true at the beginning of Up. I mean, interesting. Fuck. <laughs> like. And you said, well, is that the same with, that's a little bit of the same with the uh, Onward or whatever? Um, yeah, it's a bit, um, it definitely leans a bit more kiddie for some of the runtime, but like not a bad way. It's def- it's not one of those movies that like, oh, this is for kids. I can't fucking watch this. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Minions. It's still very smart and well-made. Fair enough. But um, <laughs> you're getting, but like you get to the end and the characters are really well-developed and there's this, it's two brothers who's, dad died when they were kids yeah and they live in this weird sort of like it's like the mystical world but and like there were wizards and everything Mm. and it's totally satire of our own like magic was there but then people realized it would just be easier to like stop using their wings if they were like a fairy stop using their wings and just hop on an airplane because they'll get there faster like (laughs) They, they the modern having, convenience. Yeah, they stopped having to use their wands and they would just because somebody invented the light bulb and now like no one knows how to use magic anymore. Oh man. Yeah. That's interesting it, though. Yeah, it's a very interesting setup for a film and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's on Disney Plus. So. Nice. Nice. I, I, I read it was in, for, in theaters for like three weeks before shit hit the fan and then they just threw it on Disney Plus. So Yeah, that was one of those movies, like one of the only movies that I think like really popped out like immediately from theaters to streaming. Like they were, I think Disney yeah. was just like, this just needs to cut a, their losses. Yeah. Right. People yeah. will pay for a month of Disney plus because it's cheaper than getting two movie tickets to <laughs> watch something like that. Unless you're going like $5 Tuesday. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I read that uh, they haven't even 
you know aired the Mandalorian season two yet, but I've read that Disney yeah. Plus has already have has plans for uh, Mandalorian season three. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so it sounds like that like that train's going, but it sounds like a lot of their other programs have been forced like a lot of other things to be you know halted or stopped yeah. like sebastian stan uh from captain america and the winter soldier yeah uh said that some to the effect of like they were like they had still had like a few weeks of shooting left you know so they, they sound yeah. like they were close you know <laughs> yeah i mean like loki just started filming too so yeah so i mean that's a, like i i was thinking about disney plus the other day though because it, it's like interesting that they just recently launched they're really already like people were already kind of looking at it as like, well, what do you really bring into the table in terms of new content yeah, and it was after the Mandalorian, Mandalorian which and now, they, now they, they, they can't do anything. You know, have you been working your way through Clone Wars a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I've still yeah. been kind of chipping away at it. I, um, but like, yeah, I mean, they unleashed that lat the last season of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like they're not really they don't they're not in a good position now to like really yeah. be popping like be looking even forward to their content like because it's like when's it all gonna even get like fucking yeah. done? And then like a bunch of shit came off Disney Plus too. Mm, yeah, like, it's like what are you guys doing? What's what I mean? Like it's like no wonder they greenlit more of the Mandalorian. They need to keep people excited. Well, yeah, I think that's what they're running into. Honestly, they're just like they gotta make sure they they every now and then sprinkle some sort of excitement out there to like keep yeah. people interested. Uh, because like everybody else, all the other major streaming platforms like do it right. You know, they have their regular. I will say, down, if there's one thing, systems down now. Netflix yeah. is popping out shit every fucking day. It seems like. Yeah, I, I will say, series. like the one thing that Disney Plus does have going for it is I've realized the week by week structure there is actually some merit to that. Like the mm. binging bubble is going to pop and it's going to go back to that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think, I think you're going to write. I think, I think the binging bubbles, it, it's, it's not going to last it much keep, longer. It keeps stuff in the conversation for so much longer. Like yeah. season three of stranger things was great, but it disappeared from like the paradigm of media so mm. quickly because everybody binge watched it. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, and I, I mean, like, like platforms like HBO, they've they've been doing yeah. weekly uh, episodes for a while now. Like Game of Thrones is a weekly thing. Yep. Um, and I think you're right. I th- I just think that you need to give people a little bit of opportunity to like, I don't know, just like space it out. As soon as the season's <laughs> done, your poison. You know, as soon as the season's done or whatever, pop the whole thing. Make sure the whole thing's yeah. up and ready to go. But like, you know, but like watching through the Mandalorian as like week by week. It's like, oh fuck. What's gonna happen? Yeah, well, and that's part. Of, that, that's part of the charm. Is that like you know, it's like the same thing with comic books. Like you wait for your next fucking issue. It's just like, oh, yeah. it, it, it like makes you just like sit there and wonder, like, oh man, what the fuck is going out and going coming next? Like you know, and yeah. you just and you just champing waiting for the next fucking thing. So, and it's it can, kind of smart. It, it can lead to just like people getting super excited. Think of uh, a more dramatic example: the year between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, like there you go. <laughs> the hype that entire year man that, like, was, that was fucking wild yeah like we're and we're we just passed we're like on a year since endgame release too which is wild to think of yeah dude i haven't wa- i still haven't watched endgame yet since uh quarantine since lockdown but dude, i've been i've I been think th- i've been tempted me and um me and kate rewatched all the james bond films of the daniel craig era okay, but specter yeah. because it's shit and then um <laughs> And then we watched uh, The Hangover last night. 
Oh, yeah, I just recently rewatched that. <laughs> it was like, ah, like, oh, goddamn. The last time I watched The Hangover, I was like 12. So, yeah, I, I definitely like. I I rewatched it because it was one of those things. It sparked like a huge uh, sort of reinterest in comedy, uh, specific yeah. types of comedy movies, and you know the subsequent like sequels did, were, they were like they, were, uh, they went way too extreme or they tried to go too big you know they were yeah. forced to like because you, how like, you, you, st- yeah, you how start do you here you have up? to exactly and so i don't know but the first one i was just like i was still just like at the end of it i was like eh, i probably won't watch it yeah. again for a while <laughs> like yeah, I, I love i still love zach galifianakis Oh, he's and, like, so he's, funny. He's still just like so funny in that. Dude, they're all so uh, funny. They I, are. I, I think Brad, Bradley Cooper's a prick, but well, he's and, fucking funny in that movie. Yeah. And that that movie gives us Bradley Cooper, man. Like that movie arguably launched Bradley Cooper into the spotlight. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, because up until then I think he was just like doing like little sh- little fucking shit movies and maybe like that movie like uh, <laughs> like a, uh he's just not that into you. He had a he had a bit Oh, part. he was in that? He was in that he was in that movie. Oh, That's God. like the only other thing I remember him from besides the hangover and I feel like he would have been Marvel on like stuff. a bunch of like TV soap operas. Yeah. He was a soap star. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see it. Like Margaret Robbie. You did. Uh you gotta start yeah. somewhere. I mean you gotta start somewhere. The uh, um I Margot Robbie though, I was it I think she said it in her hot wings thing. She's talking about that soap that soap opera gig that she had that was like Oh yeah. Basically it was like they that enabled her to go to america to try to make it and they yeah. basically were like they wrote the way they wrote her character out or whatever was like oh, in, a way, yeah. in a way that like she could come back basically and reprise the yeah. role if it didn't work out i was like that's fucking dope man yeah <laughs> maybe and that's also, the benefit what, of soaps <laughs> i liked what she said about the soaps too that she um it helped her like attain the level of skill that made her digest information really quickly mm-hmm. and be able to go really quickly between like learning lines learning the set and performing like yeah. fast which i bet is really uh it probably takes a while to hone that skill honestly Dude, like like whenever i go to brazil with my family because like for for listeners my half my family is brazilian and most of them live live down there so we go down there and every night everybody sits around the tv watches the telenovelas it's that type of shit and there's mm-hmm. four of them on a night on one channel and it's a new episode five days a week which is insane, dude. How the like, fuck does production work? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that shit's fucking crazy. I think about, like, churning out a fucking podcast every day of the week. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, dude. That's like, I don't like the the, the, the just, editing the is discipline. daunting. Like, you know. <laughs> but so, like, hey. doing doing that whole production. Like, yeah. like fuck, dude. It's got to be fucking wild. It's yeah. like they do, like, they do, like, <laughs> for 30 weeks in a year, there's, like, 100 episodes. Shit's insane, man. Yeah. Uh uh yeah that's that shit's wild um have you been rewatching anything uh, a little bit a little bits here and there like I, i've been let's see what have i been keeping up on uh i, I as always I, I honestly always rewatch like random fucking episodes of the office so i've been, oh, like, I've been having that go in the background i recently rewatched uh i've been kind of catching up on uh legend of Korra. i'm still in oh, the yeah. first season though we'll talk about um, that yeah, for sure. Quick recommendation: you gotta watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, I have. I do. I do watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. I um, it is, dude. It's just like it's just it's just like good comedy. It's just fun yeah. comedy. It's like it feels it, like it feels like the logical progression of like okay, The Office ended. This mm-hmm. is where it goes. I think I read some sort of like weird fan thing that was like based on this was it was like based on the coffee machine 
that you see yeah. in the office and the coffee machine that you see in Brooklyn, an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this fan was like, "I bet they're in the same universe." And I'm like, "You, you know, how fucking a ton of the a ton of the Office like actors have made like small cameo roles on Brooklyn Nine-Nine too." Yeah, that's like that's one of the cool things uh, I, I, I like to like, see about like from the Office stars now. It's like you know them exact from from the Office, but it's really cool to see those side characters that really haven't popped up in anything else pop up in these little bit comedy roles. Yeah. just like i don't know it's just like it's it is it's really fucking cool to see him like angela the lady that plays angela oh yeah, been yeah. Like popping up in more episodes like she's just started uh a side role in this show on netflix now called uh, black as fuck oh i yeah i heard about that show yeah it's it's really inter- it's really cool actually um by kenya Harris. i think kenya harris is the name of the guy that makes it but she yeah she has like a bit role in there uh I, the person i want to see the mo- more of though is the guy that played kevin in the office. oh totally dude yeah yeah <laughs> Like that dude was always Which, fucking hilarious to me. He pops up from time to time, but definitely not as like not as much. Dude, one of the one of the, like the th- scenes from the office that I can always turn to and get to get a laugh out of yeah. is when he fucking beefs it with his huge thing of chili. He's like walking <laughs> up the stairs, he's talking about it's so like it's like heartbreaking <laughs> and sad, but so funny in, in the moment because you're just like this is like a total Kevin moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like there's oh, a I'm shot from- of him though when he's like trying to scoop it back up. And he has like a he has like a folder or something and he's moment. like using like somebody's folder to try and like scoop the chili back into the fucking pot and it's like dude it's a lost cause man. <laughs> did you ever um there oh, i'm forgetting his name it's the same dude who's in the office in the hangover the what, the, the uh, dentist guy oh oh ed helms yeah 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 ed helms he um he, his what he showed up on brooklyn 99 that was fucking hilarious Oh shit! He was the uh, he was the post office cop. Oh fuck! He was like, do you do you remember that? No, I don't know if I've seen that episode. Oh, I can't remember. Okay, it's not it's not like a spoiler or anything, but he shows up as like the investigator for the United States Postal Service. Nice. And he's like, they should like Peralta's walking in. It's like, oh, this guy's name is Detective Danger. That's fucking awesome. They walk in. He's like, Mister Danger, it's great to see you. Uh, it's actually my name's actually Donger. It's a uh, Dutch. <laughs> and it's just this he's he's only in that episode and it's totally a bit about him being out of touch because he's working for the postal service it's like hey just text me the location I'm like ah no i'm gonna mail it to you <laughs> put it in the fucking snail mail. uh yeah dude ed helms is one of those characters one of those actors that like uh he's had a little more Definitely. I think like attention, he's, like he's like Krasinski. He's gotten, he, he's like escaped the, the office role a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like the office, a lot of the actors in the office, they have ended up having like the Luke Skywalker problem. Definitely. They, that's why Mark Hamill does voice acting. It's because yeah. everybody looks at him and it's like, fuck, it's Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Dude. Like some, I mean, some people you just, and some roles you just end up. That's going to be a character role. Yeah. I mean, that's the. I mean, that's the danger. Look at what Robert Downey Jr. is uh, f- fucking facing now, dude. Like, dude, I mean, I, no, no hate on, no hate. Yeah, on every time Downey I look Jr., at him, I like, think of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> for that. That's Sherlock what we're talking Holmes about, movie. right? Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that happens with Jude Law, dude. I just think of him as Watson, you know. <laughs> but no, so I think of like, him as uh, as the dude from Captain Marvel. I don't even remember Yonrog. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, he was such a, he was, 
like no, he's Dumbledore, I mean, right? I don't really care for Jude Law like that much. I don't really, I'm not really like, I don't want to like, I have no hate for him, but like, it, he definitely is like a lackluster actor. Like, he doesn't ever like, yeah. he doesn't. I'm never thrilled to see him in anything. I'm like, okay, so it's. I think he's done a few TV roles that are pretty cool. But yeah, like, he's like he's like walking the line of being like a good actor on in movies, but he hasn't really proved himself yet. No, dude. I think like back. I think back. 10 15 years ago even he was like looked at as like a really like i mean he was basically looked at as like a hand a handsome guy in hollywood and that's yeah, like handsome that's how British, he, dude. yeah and that's how he started that's how like that was his like his role and well somebody had to take it over from hugh grant after the whole like hooker scandal <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and so uh you know so here comes here comes jude law but like the thing is like the dude is never like the greatest actor no and I so saw he's there's He's never a, improved. <laughs> there's a there's a video about a, about Jude Law on YouTube where it was a dude who he made a um, his like passion project was to make this short film and use it as like a proof of concept to eventually make a movie. And he made a video about how to like get like an a a list celebrity in your short film with no budget. Uh-huh. And he. He was like, you make it, you do everything, and then you don't film the last scene. And in that last scene, you introduce a compelling, interesting, completely unfleshed out character that could set up a future project. And then you try your best to get in touch with someone. And <laughs> he ended up getting in touch with Jude Law. So at the end of his, at the end of this short film, like the last shot is Jude Law going, We're gonna need tech support. Like, <laughs> Like, and it's a little like, shot well, yeah, but yeah that's it and they filmed it in like 20 minutes and then well that's the thing like i mean like art and like yeah there's like jude law's star power alone like leads that whole yeah. like, short film to be able to like to somebody like some director's fucking yeah. doorstep you know oh totally and, and so yeah that's interesting though that's <laughs> it's an interesting thing to think of yeah um, so but I don't, I mean, like, I really don't, like, I'm looking forward to not seeing him in any future MCU movies, I guess. He's coming else. back, dude. Come on. No, you don't think I, so. I hope so. I don't dislike Jew Law. His enough. character is just so, like, his character was not important. Uh, at the end of that, like, at the end of that movie, like, you dude, know. Somebody can, ar- a lot of people, I'm not, like, anti-feminist <laughs> or whatever. I think it's fucking great. I think I thought Wonder Woman's a great movie. Captain Marvel is just like, you can make the argument that after Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel wasn't an important character. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, like the Captain Marvel movie, I don't think it was like the, the Marvel, let's see. Iron Man 2 is still a lamer movie than Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, like, that's, yes, that's fair. And, but like, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think what's, what the the cool thing about that movie was is that it presents you the character like a character to play with in the future and i think they can grow on the character that they started off with in that movie but yeah yeah i mean i don't think like i don't know you bring back yon rog i don't think he's that bad i don't know he's just like he's just not a compelling like villain or antagonist you know Dude, he's just, how many there's like two at the end compelling of that, villains at the end of that movie captain marvel was able to go up to him and just like kick him across the desert like he's, Which, hey that was the fucking highlight of that movie that that, that shit was funny that really was i i, I did think like then that that's what that movie was good at it had these moments where you knew something was about to happen and then it yeah. turned out to be like a comedy moment and you're like yeah and you're like fuck yeah dude like, here's here's my one thing with captain Captain Marvel. And this is something 
it's what made Wonder Woman so good. It's not even like a female superhero thing. This is a any superhero thing. There needs to be the moment where the hero becomes truly a hero. And Robert Downey Jr., when he flew back into the Middle East and saved that village, that was mm-hmm. that moment for him as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It, for Wonder Woman, it was when she stormed uh, No Man's Land and then went and liberated the town in, in like France. Yeah. That was a fucking badass moment. Captain Marvel totally didn't have anything like that. So, well, sort of though. I mean, she helped like she helped the Kree, she, but then, she helped basically like keep those scroll families from yeah, being the Kroll, the Kroll, murdered the at the end there. <laughs> Still though, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. It's not. It's, it's not the worst. I'll say for that. the audio I'll, listeners. I audio listeners, I shrugged. I shrugged. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think it has like the most rewatchable qualities to it. For Absolutely. sure. Like, it's like me, I, me, and, me and Kate are talking about watching through the MCU, yeah. and I think we're gonna go like chronological in timeline order, not chronological release. Yeah. Order. So you gotta start with Captain America, first Avenger, and then yeah. jump to Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, so, we're gonna like, go real order. We're gonna watch the post-credit scenes from some shit early. <laughs> <laughs> Stop dodging around, dude. I mean, that's dedication, though. That's dedication. dedication. <laughs> we run out of stuff. We're not there yet. But the MCU, man, like that's a whole other thing. Like that machine even has been put on halt for yeah, this they, whole fucking thing. They dude. pushed like, everything back one release slot, right? Pretty much. Uh, it seems like there's still i have like ever faithful cbr man oh boy i found like they they have it set up here that says spider-man 3 is now set for november 5th 2021 yeah yeah i remember seeing that and then spider-man spider-verse is uh october 2022 uh and like doctors like doctor strange is actually going to be march 25th 2022 you, you forgot the subtitle the multiverse of madness. <laughs> madness, madness, madness. Yeah, put some reverb on that. <laughs> put some reverb uh, and some echo. And it, uh, it looks like the only one that really kind of got like Thor Ragnarok. Thor. Uh, Love or, and Thunder? No, yeah, Love and Thunder, not Ragnarok. My bad. That one got moved up um, like a week early. So it's like that's still coming out in February, though, in <laughs> 2022. So, like, I don't know. Maybe that was Whatever. like they're like they're throwing that out there for like some good news. <laughs> like, hey. This one's a week early in Whoa. two years. <laughs> Can't wait. But, like, that, I mean, it's interesting though, because, like, like I said, you know, everything is being affected, including these big, like, from small filmmakers at, from, at, you know, trying to get their movie screened at South by Southwest to, yeah. to the big budget blockbusters. Uh, you know, Dude, the, even the the Avatar live action series got uh, the production got stopped. Yeah, I keep forgetting that that is happening. Honestly, but yeah. every time I remember that it's happening, I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucking stoked. Like, okay, I'm excited my- to see how they. I'm really hoping that they don't fuck it up. I'm really excited to see what they do. Here's my one thing: animation lends itself to a very specific style of action, and you can do crazy shit and make it not break the uh the extent of disbelief for your viewer yeah that changes in live action so i'm thinking like the 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 final fight with uh ozai i want to see i'm excited to see that because that fight could get really fucked up (laughs) yeah well because that fight's big dude that fight fight is big it's so intense and like so and they're like flying around between these rocks and stuff like it's it's huge like just the just the scope of that alone yeah i don't 
You're right. Like I can't right now in my head picture a live action version of that very yeah. well. Like, even in like very well. even in like really like high budget films, shit like that can get janky. Yeah. <laughs> the best example we've seen of it is probably Infinity War when they when they threw the when Thanos threw the fucking moon and Iron Man and the Guardians. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were flying around the stuff. That's the closest thing that I could imagine to that sequence. And they did it for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And so like trying to like capture that whole f- like fight. The, o- the Ozai like, fight is like two episodes long. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking a, it's like a Dragon Ball Z fight. Intense. Um yeah, like that that'll be like that would be I don't know. Like I want, I, 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 that's a good point. I wonder how they're going to be able to pull it off. Like those, you know, the, the smaller fights in like the, the basic moves of the bending, I think will be well, really, those are, those are like very that. rooted in reality. Yeah. In various martial arts. And, um, and even, <laughs> oh, and even I, like, even like, oh, oh, hopefully they uh, up the CGI budget from the Shyamalan one. Remember yeah. the earthbenders like doing the really intense like movements and then the single little rock flowing in front of them. <laughs> Well, that's why that's what I was just about to say. Is like I feel like they finally have ca- gotten to a point where like they can pull off some good CGI without oh, like yeah. really breaking the fucking like budget. So yeah, totally. You know, um, hopefully that hopefully that fucking works. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, this will be the last attempt at live action bending we'll ever see. <laughs> and on, but honestly, like in watching, like I just fin- I finished Legend of Korra. Nice. In finishing that and thinking to myself, like, okay, they're going to be doing. A whole, they're gonna be doing the live action one. I immediately thought like they should just make another animated show about a different avatar. Yeah, that would be preferred. I would say, like, well, I'm sure. not gonna complain about getting more of it. I'm not gonna complain, Fuck, dude. I'm not gonna complain. I fuck, I'm fucking funding them. I bought myself an an Appa Funko Pop. Like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I paid ten dollars. Appa's my dude. Op is my dude. I actually, that's so. I, I really want to get like a, a Studio Ghibli inspired sleeve, but I want to put in a couple yeah. of little avatar things. And Op is like oh, a, a character I want to put in there, like flying around. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Because totally. like like that, yeah, dude. Op is like such a fucking and the just the design of that of yeah. the, the sky bison is so fucking cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I think the um and it, it it's actually really smart of them when it comes to making this fictional world to just combine a bunch of things that we already know of definitely you don't have to introduce people to these animals we look at a hippo cow and we're like oh it's a hippo cow yeah well and it makes it more fun because you because i think the viewer is just sort of like oh like no that's what these two animals hey. combined might look like <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's it's like dumb fun but then from a technical level, you don't have to explain what everything is. Yeah, which is super nice because that means like that's you know airtime, that's script space, that's that's just like oh, yeah. that's more dialogue that you have to put in there like <laughs> by somebody explaining it. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, uh, and dude, the Legend of Korra was fucking solid. So yeah. it, through most, of it. it's what four seasons, right? It's four, four seasons, solid seasons, four and, seasons, and the seasons are like half the length of Avatar seasons. So yeah. or like yeah. three quarters or so of the length. Man, yeah, like it's a it's a really cool series. I wonder if they do you do you think uh, if the live action Avatar would be successful, they might they'd branch off into like a live action Korra, or do you yes, think that'd be like do you yes, think that'd be like then, too far? No, I don't think so. Um, I would prefer actually the one time period I really want now is for them to bridge the gap between the two. Give us like adult egg. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Like that that would be super cool. 
Um, like fill that fill that space where there were the few flashbacks in Legend Korra. Yeah, they're yeah. You only see him like a few times throughout that. Like series. that's the one time we see adult Sokka. I want to know what Sokka did. Also, there's a huge theory in season three. Of, I don't know. You're in season one of Legend of Korra right now. Yeah, I've watched it. All, I've watched it all like you know, handful of years you know, ago. You know but... the the metal clan in the middle of nowhere with uh, oh yeah with uh, Toph's other daughter. Yeah, that's the big theory is that that's Sokka's kid. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then even like to such a point, this is pushing it for me. But that uh, there's uh, like the character design for the like the sons. Mm. They're all the same. It's all just riffs on Sokka's base design. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's it's huh. weird, man. I was um that that came up and recommended on YouTube for me, and I was like, hmm, intriguing. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. But that, I mean, I, I you're right though, dude. Like, I think uh, I don't think anybody would be pissed off about like trying about a series like showcasing their adult adventures, you know? Yeah, and then uh, even if they were pushed back and do like a just do some unknown avatar, like that'd be sick. Yeah, for sure. But um. Yeah. Okay. So, Legend of Korra. What uh, we kind of talked about this, but what was what was your what ended up being your like your favorite storyline or season or whatever? Definitely the uh, the Red Lotus set mm. of episodes with the uh, with Sahir. He was yeah. fucking badass, dude. So badass. Like, and uh, I mean, there was the scene where uh, the the one episode where Zahir and his also the Lava Bender dude. Oh yeah. Like, the Red Lotus members, they like stormed the, the air temple with all the new airbenders. Mm-hmm. That episode was fucking awesome. Dude, like those cats like themselves are just like extremely powerful benders, man. Like it was like it was yeah. insane to like uh, like at first to like see them in action. <laughs> the, the water girl only got taken out when she got lightning bended. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the lava dude killed himself. And, because he didn't want to go back to prison. Yeah, which is a fucking intense, like Killmonger, man. <laughs> like, yeah, the um, the the combustion bender chick got her head exploded in what I thought was a really graphic moment for a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, the combustion, shit. the whole combustion bending thing is like fucking intense, you know. So like, I saw something about like where the lava bending comes from. Mm-hmm. It's only it's only like benders that have a parent that's a fire and an earth bender. Interesting. That's fucking cool. So it's the combination there, which yeah. is why Bolin can do it too. That's super cool, dude. I actually really yeah. like that idea. Like they're like the genetic parent makeup, you know, kind of it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's fucking dope. Uh, yeah, that's a really cool season. What, what's the name of the guru that Zahir like uh, learned like studied? Oh, like, I, don't, I can't, I can't I don't know, but the one where he learned to fly. Yeah. So like this, but like, wild. I love the story of this guru that he studied like in order to learn that ability, but the guru like supposedly like spent the last 40 years of, like of, of his life, 40 floating. fucking years, just floating, like never touching the ground. Like, Z- I mean, here's a fucking badass. Yeah. Well, it just made me like kind of think a little bit too, to like, like if you finally got the ability to fly. Like, would you ever want to put that shit down? Like, absolutely not. I mean, I wonder how, like, like the second Zahir finally was able to fly, like, was he yeah. just like, oh my god, I'm fucking free? Dude, there, was that, <laughs> there was that episode, and dude, the lead up to him flying is like he watched the girlfriend die, the combustion bender, and yeah. then he knocked Cora unconscious with an airbending attack, and then jumped off a cliff. Yeah. Like, fuck. Shit's intense, dude. 
Also, uh, in that last episode of that season where Korra's in the Avatar state chasing him mm-hmm. and she's got like the chain on one arm. Oh yeah. She's jumping around she's jumped around like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's wild. Like she's hitting the ground, launching herself with earth bending, and then fling herself further with fire bending, chasing Zaheer who's just flying around. I was like, this is fucking epic. Yeah, dude. Well, and again, like, like kind of like that Ozai battle. Could you imagine that pulled off like live action right now? I, I can't. Like, yeah. I can definitely, I can imagine it to a regard, but I can't imagine it not looking a bit weird. Yeah. Well, because, because, and I, I actually, this is like a weird segue, like not really a segue, but be, kind of like similar to those uh, super recent Superman movies. There are movies oh, involving yeah, Superman. Totally. It's just too much. You know, right now it just seems like they haven't gotten like a good, I, don't I know, feel like, like I, Man of Steel, like the fight between Zod and oh god, I just burped. That's gross. Uh, and Super, the, fight and with, Superman. <laughs> the fight between Zod and Superman. He um, that scene's not bad to me. What really is too off-putting is that the just amount of carnage. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's that still is like the most the thing that sticks out the most. But I think it's hard to keep up with the pace of that. Yeah. Uh, which which is sort of like similar to what you have to do with like uh that, those like final battles. I think in some of the yeah, Avatar it, it, movies, you I'll, can you can hit a point where it becomes Michael Bay, you know, yeah, <laughs> like for sure. And you did, like, that's, then, no that's when you know you've gone too far. Yeah. Uh, also, I gotta I gotta say after the last episode of uh, that we that we recorded, I have to like eat yeah. my own fucking words. Zack Snyder definitely directed Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like looked I that up like right it. away after. I was like, I should have fucking just like looked it up while I was talking. <laughs> I was like, gonna say, you were going through that, and I was like, ah, this is like contrary to popular belief. I don't know. <laughs> is this one of those like Mandela effect things oh, where people uh, keep you, saying it? <laughs> you didn't know this, but actually, the Earth is flat too. So. Oh, God. <laughs> The Earth is flat and moving yeah. to Joe Exotics. <laughs> I just, I just had to address that uh, really quick. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh fuck, dude, I can never live that down if, if I don't bring it up. Um, yeah, dude. So, like that shit, that that that, the Legend of Korra takes the whole Avatar story in a really like interesting direction yeah. from from that first series uh, I, you feel, get, I feel like the only big problem with Legend of Korra is that it falls into the Captain Marvel trap. Where they uh, it focuses so much on that main hero, they're the force moving the world. Yeah. When I feel like an avatar, just because it's a poignant comparison, mm. Aang is sort of he, the the interesting character moments in Avatar come from him having to deal with the realities of the world that he's in. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, that's that's my only thing, and that's like nitpicking at best. It's just a good show that came after a great show yeah and i mean like you have a little bit of sense of that when like at the very beginning of cora when she yeah. first goes to republic city and so is starting to learn the environment yeah but yeah you're right after that it becomes a show about like like her as like a a force uh you know yeah. of the world basically like going feel, through the world and so and i feel like the most interesting things that come out of legend of cora are the the progressions of the world and that's yeah and it's like my biggest disappointment in after finishing that i was just like oh that was cool but then a day later i was like they never went to the fire nation like i really wanted to see what happened with the fire nation after like they yeah. demilitarized it seemed like they briefly have they briefly have zuko's daughter talking mm-hmm. about like and she's like i'm not gonna fight another war we spent so much time at war we're done with that yeah like f- like what's the deal there i would have loved to see that 
Yeah, because I mean, like exactly, like something like that. Like it's like, it would be really interesting to dive into because they just hint at the idea that this like militarized nation has like decided to sort of like become like a, a force for like almost like pacifism in a way where yeah. they're just like they're not going to take up arms right it's like yeah uh it's it's like it's really like yeah there's just elements of the world that you'd you would have loved to have explored more also but, I, the fucking le- like the lesbian relationship at the end like uh, between the, the between cora and the the oh, asami oh yeah that's right which, so i guess i saw something about that because i was just curious afterwards of like was this like, am I missing something here? And supposedly Nickelodeon was a bit like, granted that was like 2014. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon was a bit like, hey, you can't really like put push this on too hard. And <laughs> you I can't like, lay, oh. it, lay it on too thick. Yeah, you can't lay it on too thick. I mean, like it, it totally could fly now, mm-hmm. but then yeah. I, can, I, can, I can understand like it under with context, but then at the same time, I was just like, it's a bit, why do it? Yeah, it, yeah. It it seemed it it's it seemed unnecessary in the, in the show. It was like the last shot. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I mean, like, not that not that I'm overtly against it, but I was like, from a storytelling perspective, this just yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just seems unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. I, I hate when they I hate when they do that. Um, just to like kind of present like a really obvious message uh one of the like those things that pops into my mind is um is like the way mystique's character was in the that last x-men movie the oh, where she died immediately uh not, Dark like, not, not yeah not even like her death it's like it was like it was one the fact that her character shouldn't have been fucking fucking with the x-men to begin with but like two like it was like this like line she had where she was like maybe you should be calling it x women or something like that and it was like dude you're laying it on so fucking thick like it takes away from the fucking movie like that's not i don't know like i i think i thought mystique was interesting in days of future past and they liked her as the sort of anti-hero that was just out for vengeance but then ultimately did the right thing but they took that they completely took that vengeance away from her they completely butchered it she shouldn't be leading the x-men But like, and that, that was like, but not, it, yeah, it, I mean, that aside, it was just that, like that instance, like amongst other things where it's just like, and you see that with, with move, movies a lot in the, like the last few years and now yeah. where like, they tr- really try to put these, like, and I'm not, I'm not even disagreeing with me- these messages, but like, they really try to put one message or another in by like inserting a line, having a character say something or like, yeah. like, doing, like an obvious draw to something. And it's just like, it takes away sometimes from the overall entertainment of the movie when you're just like, yeah, yeah dude, like that's very clearly like a, pol- like a politicized message you're yeah. saying right now. You I know, mean, I can totally understand it with legend of Korra. Like this has a young, it's like, like adults enjoy it. Yeah. But a lot of young, it's, it's suitable for younger audiences as well. We might as well give a widely accepted message in it. Well, yeah, for uh, sure. But it needs to, it can't be just like on a whim. Yeah, but build it, then then build a storyline around that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Don't just don't just or rather than it into like a, a fucking wink, scene wink, at nudge, the end. Nudge, yeah. Right. Well, exactly, dude. And it's like it's so it's like if you if it's that important to put in there, then put it in there right. If think, not, then just don't fuck with it. Like, I, I think I saw something about Legend of Korra where it was a it was a bunch of kids in a test audience right before it came out, and like all the girls were like, oh, it's all these little girls were like, oh, it's super cool. It's, like she's so cool. 
And then all the boys, the first question that they were asked were like, was it different watching a girl? And they, mm-hmm. they were like, no, it was still really cool. I was yeah, like, dude. Yeah, like, it was great. People, like, people I, I think people, sorry, what, what were you saying? I totally cut no, you off, my man. No, it's, no, uh, I, I finished my thought. You're good. Uh, I just, yeah, I think people try, people still try to pay, I mean, and like uh, pay attention to like things like that uh, a lot when it really, it's becoming more uh, irrelevant. You know, like, like, yeah. like even when I was growing up, there was still a lot of that whole, like, like, uh, boys, like boy superheroes, girls, like girl superheroes, you know? Yeah, fuck that. It's not and a like, thing anymore. Fuck that, dude. It's, it's all about like, is, like, is she badass? Is he cool? Like, I, yeah. I, like, I fucking like whatever I like, you know? And like, and like, I think as like, it's just with like Especially everything. Especially in the I, modern day. It's I good. think as it's totally disappearing. Like, uh, uh, you know, younger people are becoming adults and getting into the workforce and getting into these positions where they're creating things and stuff. You're starting to see more of that. That, you know, and especially with kids they don't have to be told that it's cool like no dude no kid, no kids it's, don't the most, it's the most pure-hearted thing yeah, it's like kid, they don't have to be told it kids like, don't give a fuck if you it. tell them it's cool like they'll yeah. de- they'll determine if it's cool for themselves like yeah, exactly <laughs> that's like one of the honest that's the cool that's one of the cool things about kids is that they are they have to be honest they don't know any better <laughs> so did, you, like, did you ever watch it i think the movie was called like 43 or something it was the jackie robinson bioflick no, I think Chadwick it's 40, Bozeman. 42. 42. I think, that's a, I think that was his number. But I'm not a big baseball guy. The, uh, but I watched <laughs> it. Chadwick Bozeman uh, played him. Chadwick Bozeman checked the boxes for playing like influential like, like figures in black culture. Fair enough. He, um, he, in that movie, there's a soul-crushing scene where everybody's like yelling, like dropping the N-bomb at him while he's up to bat. And there's this little like white boy in the audience in like in the gallery watching the game. And he's just, he looks like frightened by all of it. And then his dad starts yelling and he even still looking apprehensive starts yelling along with them. Like Mm. that is how, that's how kids learn. It's not, yeah. It's definitely not like something you need to tell them to not be a dick. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like kids, kids pick up on example and kids pick up on like, on what's presented to them like that shit dude and like it yeah show don't tell and also don't force it yeah don't force but exactly like i think you can't and, and you see that like less and less i think uh like with kids these days you see parents being like giving more freedom for kids to make choices not always oh, yeah. but a little more i mean like i said like i remember like when i was growing up you know that shit was they tried to make things like everything seemed like they was, it was supposed to be so cookie cutter, you know? Yeah. Like, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's shit. I mean, so legend of course don't, you got anything you're, you're going to like, you're going to binge watch after that. Uh, well, I, Brooklyn nine nine season just wrapped up. So that's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know, man. We're sort of running, yeah. we're running out of ideas here. Just going to like, be watching stand up. Oh yeah. There's some, there's some, I mean, Netflix has a lot of good stand up specials oh, yeah. on there. Right. So that's actually kind of cool. I watched um, what was it Ronnie Chang's fucking stand up special? Dude, he's, I he's think like the course. fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, I heard he got stuck in Australia like right at the beginning of all this, like, <laughs> uh, which I was like, yeah, it's probably not that bad. But his his stand up special on there is pretty pretty fucking good. Um, I really want to watch. There's like a Dave Chappelle like when he got presented with the Mark Twain Award. Yeah, and there's a bunch of like it's like a compilation of his best moments and stuff. Yeah, and like some people like speaking, uh, you know, before the presentation and stuff like that. Uh, It looked like it might be pretty good. 
Oh uh, yeah, I saw that come up the other day. I want to watch that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Though. I'm just like I literally am just I've just been like going through and like picking random stuff and it's just like I'll try this out. And if it doesn't, maybe <laughs> let's see if it sticks. Let's throw it at the wall. It's fucking true, man. There's just it's weird, dude. It's just a lot of a lot of time and not a lot going on in terms of like I'm just so used to like movie news because there's always stuff in production, you know. But now um, there's nothing in production. <laughs> no, although like. Uh, is do you know what what the release date is for Venom Two still? Like, is that still coming out? Like, coming oh, it got out delayed. Schedule? It got delayed. Of course it did. Uh, Andy Circus helming that fucking movie. What was okay? What was the name of the title? It's like uh, let, uh, let there be carnage. Yeah, they caught. They immediately caught heat for that. I think. Like, Why? I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't know exactly. It's not like the worst title in the world, but it's really obvious. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, but I I think one of the the things that they'll benefit from as a movie is is not shying away from embracing carnage like don't oh, make the yeah. villain mysterious just put him like make him like a, a fucking advertise give him an advertising campaign himself because oh, yeah. carnage is such a popular character make him the next thanos dude Thanos he's gone that's what i'm saying like like he can he really like if they want to build some sort of sony spider verse yeah make carnage your big bet you're over your first big bad yep like, totally no joke. Make, like, and hopefully make him stick around don't yeah, fucking kill yeah. him that's the, that's the thing dude if they if they find if they somehow like kill him off and kill woody harrelson off as be fucking carnage at the end of this movie you're fucking done your fucking venom series your your venom three ain't gonna yeah. fucking happen you yeah, know no. what i mean oh, where are they gonna go like the director of venom the first one he was like yeah we got riot as the bad guy in this one you know for the cool gunmetal color palette He's like <laughs> Sweet dude, why the fuck? Rad. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, but like, I mean, that was the thing. Like, they were lucky that they didn't. Uh, they were lucky that they didn't like. They're just lucky that they got popular enough to spawn a sequel off of not having Carnage in the first Venom movie. So, and and so now having them in the sequel, they better not. They just better not fuck it up. Yeah, like, I saw something about Venom talking about how like when it was released it was critically panned and then it disappeared from pop culture and then like six months later everybody was like you know it was fine and then they greenlit a sequel (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh and before that it made a billion dollars so you know yeah it just i mean it definitely was like a very like it wasn't a very hyped movie like and I remember, I remember it was like I was hyped about it at first, and then like I just lost, like I just lost steam on the whole fucking. Tom Hardy is a fucking gift, so like. Yeah, and that was like the benefit for it was just like it was like it was a lot riding on Tom Hardy's like acting ability. Like everybody was just like, oh shit, Tom Hardy's attached to it. Like that's gonna be fucking. Great. You gotta fucking go for it. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of how I feel about the sequel, though. It's just like, oh shit, Woody Harrelson's gonna be playing Carnage. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, they got it. They they can fucking do it. They're bringing Vulture back already. They got Keaton still for that. Yeah. The only what? the only bad spot they got here is Jared Leto playing fucking Morbius. Yeah, and I just dude, I just saw some random thing from uh, I I completely forgot about this. Tyrese Gibson is in that movie. Is cast oh, in that movie. Oh yeah. He's cast he's as like playing. the I have no I have no fucking idea, but he's cast as the villain apparently. He has a robot. Arm. He has like a robot yeah. arm. Yeah, and I saw something where he was talking about fuck? like. So I'm like, I've done superhero like movies before, but I ain't never done like superhero movies. I'm just like Tyrese. What the fuck is a superhero like movie? You're in Fast and Furious. Yeah, and you're you're gonna be in a Jared Leto's fucking vampire movie. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be like. I'm sorry, bud. You're not gonna be. 
you know, you're not yeah. going to have future superhero movies either. Did you, <laughs> like, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but did you hear the shit from Jared Leto when he got back from his meditation? No, what? Uh, he, well, when like the COVID-19 crisis started, he was in the middle of the desert on like a medi- meditation retreat. And he posted on Twitter, he was like, interesting to return from my month-long meditation retreat to find the world completely change. Peace to all you, my friends. Hope you're doing well. I was like, go fuck yourself, man. Dude, Dude, we're a month into this shit. Get off of the peyote before you fucking put things online. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that to our president, too. Good God. Oh, my God, man. Man, edition, not not hot take edition. Hopefully it's not hot take. That that's a whole thing though. I I I bet that there will be some really interesting uh, satire comics that come out of dude, this presidency. Mo- dude, Modoc or oh, Motoc? <laughs> Wasn't Motoc. that it? <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see that shit? I I've see, I know what you're referencing. Yeah. For those that don't know, Modoc is a giant head that's a villain in the Marvel comics. Yeah. And uh, they made Motoc, who is just Trump, as a giant head. It's evil in Marvel comics. Pretty fucking much, dude. It's just, yeah, just insane. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, it's I, I keep wondering like when things are gonna start easing up. But you, it's like as soon as I have those thoughts, I'm like, oh man. Like just because I selfishly like want to go see a movie in the theater or something, I'm like, man. Yeah. Like when is shit like when is shit safe to we start go opening to the drive-in. up? You know, and we I mean, gotta go that's to the it. drive-in. That's it, dude. There's still one up by, up in Shelton. Yeah. Uh, over here, dude. Uh, dude actually, I would drive out to, to Shelton. It's not, it's like 20 minutes further from me here. Yeah, dude. It's a, dude, it's a decent drive-in, man. Um, it's not there's, bad. There's I want to watch The Force Awakens there. Nice. I, I saw, oh, wait, I saw Dark Phoenix there, actually. And we were going to see the Godzilla movie, the Godzilla sequel, but it was like, <laughs> that movie was, the, was the, the second movie in the double feature. And so we didn't, nobody yeah. fucking stayed up for it. Everybody was like, we're, we're all too tired. Uh, speaking yeah. of though, dude, Godzilla and King Kong, Godzilla versus King Kong, that movie's still like in the works, man. They can I, at least have the CGI guys working on it still. I'm excited about it. It'll be yeah. absurd. I, <laughs> I need to watch. I still need to watch Skull Island. I need to watch the new Godzilla. Yeah, the like that one with uh, Brian Cranston was kind of cool. It's fine, but it really wasn't like. You know, you know what yeah. really threw it, me? For it was a really loop? King of the Monsters that you want to watch, dude. That one's fucking dope, actually. You know what really threw me for a loop about the first Godzilla movie? What? Watching that shit and seeing Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch fucking, and then a year later watching Avengers and Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> My God! <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, they're sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh shit. But, Whatever, Aaron oh, Taylor Johnson, whoever Quicksilver was, dude, he's, I, he's such a mediocre actor. He really is. He's there's nothing that special about that cat. He's like the dude honest. who was the lead in Avatar, the the blue people. Oh, he's, uh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Sam Worthington, right? Yeah, Sam Worthington. Yeah. Just like what? What is your? What is the? Where's the charisma? People cast Sam Worthington when they couldn't get Tom Hardy. And, that's fair <laughs> and like he's discount australia wait tom hardy british or australian british yeah he's british sam yeah, worthington's he's a, australian actually yeah. dude uh, it's hilarious watching avatar and hearing his australian accent slip out 
Well, the only the only other thing I saw that cat in was like that Terminator Salvation movie. Garbo. <laughs> that movie was did yeah. That movie was not. I mean, like as it's not. It's like it's garbage for a Terminator movie for sure, but it's not like the worst movie. I can. I think I'd still watch that more than like another Transformers movie. I think. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's hard to hard to tell. Once some of those franchises go dude, too we, far, we, they we go watch too Transformers. Far. That should that could be a whole bonus feature series, dude. Like going yeah. through the Transformers movies one at a time. How, what are we looking at on time? We're we're like in near an hour here, right? Yeah, we are. We should probably call it. Uh, here, so I'll, we're we'll we'll plug a few things. First off, for those few listeners that might be willing to contribute something, mm-hmm. we're gonna be setting up a, a Patreon soon. Indeed. Along with our new website, we're gonna put those up in the near future. Yeah. For once, once if anybody hops on that, we'll be doing bonus episodes. Probably uh, once we'll try for like once every other week or so. Yeah. 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 We're still sussing it out, but we're getting yeah we're getting that stuff set up. The Patreon, yep. the website. Um, we just uh, I'm just working on getting all of these uh, past podcasts uploaded onto YouTube, so if yes. it's more accessible for people, they can hop on YouTube and look it up. Yeah, whatever uh, works. You know, Old Heart Radio. Um, yeah, you, you, you're planning on doing a new uh, yes. Intune soon. Correct? So I've restructured Intune. Uh, you've, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard Avi on an episode of Local Yokels. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be my co-host. Nice. He's bouncing off some. We have very different tastes in music, but we're but we're good friends. So we're going to be just bouncing some ideas off each other musically, and uh, just going to end up recording maybe once a week or so, talking nice. about what we liked from the last week. Hell yeah! And, hell yeah! That's we'll awesome. Be, that, we'll be recording that soon, putting it out. Nice. Some, some new in tune to look forward to. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm recording another uh, local yokels with uh, Brandon Silva soon. Yeah. That was a good episode, man. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. He's, uh, he's an interesting individual. I, I, yeah. That was like literally like the first real conversation I had with him. So it'll yeah. be interesting to have another one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, what, like, we got anything else coming on the horizon? I mean, I don't think anybody has anything else coming on the horizon for now. Nah. Just more of the same. We'll just keep churning out random podcasts. Yeah. We I guess. were talking about doing a, uh, a show where we just shoot the shit with his and try to get like a couple, maybe two more people on like this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, you know, just, maybe, I, maybe eventually. Yeah. It's all, it's all about getting people into it. I, I'm that, that's what I actually did recently did a catch up episode of coffee and contemplation. And yeah, I yeah. talked about that. like how this is a project made and built for other people's involvement that's kind of that's kind of it's it's meant to be shared you can have the base few people but then enough if if you yeah listener do you have a set of apple earbuds that have a mic on them exactly shoot us a message on instagram if you got some interesting stuff you want to talk about we'll do it exactly and so you know it's the the more we grow the bigger uh the, the bigger we grow the better we can like interact with people and that's kind of how we're like how we're going and it's, it's really interesting and that's honestly because people are listening so thank yeah. you Hogs. you are fucking amazing and uh, if you want to find us anywhere else go on instagram at old heart radio twitter old heart twitter. Yep. Old heart oh space uh, everything else is on spotify and itunes and iHeartRadio. and now oh. on youtube and and now featuring YouTubes. Whoa. <laughs> that being said, I guess we'll just fucking wrap it up because we have to because soon. <laughs> so, right. I'm Jared. It's been Lucas. Oh uh, man. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. Staying safe, keeping your paws clean. Uh, thanks cover for your listening. face. Yeah, cover your fucking face. <laughs> <The> hot dog. <laughs> Peace.